wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Again, it's an unconscious bias. Unconscious bias is not necessarily a negative thing. People throw these phrases out as if they're negative when they are simply neutral. It's the way we choose to look at them that makes them negative or positive. Dayolday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now, you know me as a former pro athlete, the person who stays in pro athlete shape, still work out every single day, still have trainers, still running 10K races. I don't mess around with what I do with my body. I don't mess around with what I put in my body. So when I looked at AG1, I was looking at the label. I noticed that it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits such as mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. And I love the fact that it comes every month, so I don't even have to think about or how much do I have? Am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out at a certain time? And I also get the travel pack, so I don't have to miss any days. It tastes great. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste that you get with some kind of any kind of supplements or if you're taking any pills or anything like that. You just mix it with some water and you feel good knowing that you've done a lot to take care of your health just by taking this every single day. So here's what I did to partner with Athletic Greens. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. That's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Check it out for yourself. You get your first order and you're going to get that free one year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs. And this can be your foundational nutrition drink that you take at the beginning of the day to get all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you aren't getting from your normal diet, from what you're normally putting in your body. You're going to get all of that taken care of at the start of the day, every single day. And you're hearing this from an athlete. You're hearing this from somebody who does not mess around with what I put in my body. And I don't mess around with what I recommend to my audiences. I only recommend you things that I will personally use myself and things that I can logically make sense of them making sense for me. So I will recommend them because I believe it'll make sense for you. So again, that link is athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game for your free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first order of AG1 by Athletic Greens. Again, athleticgreens.com slash work on your game.
You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we're not done. We put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is, is Deion Sanders wrong? This is a question that I'm going to pose and I'm going to answer. Now, you may be wondering who the hell is Deion Sanders and why am I asking this question? Or if you know who he is, then you may be wondering why I'm asking the question. Or if you know who he is and you know why I'm asking the question, you may be wondering, what is my answer? I'm going to address all of that here today. Even for those of you who have no idea who this gentleman is, I will let you know in a second. And why you need to understand how I'm going to answer this question and why I'm even addressing it. So before we get into that, let me remind all of you, I send out a Dion, not a Dion, a daily motivation text (laughs) every single day for free to everyone who is in my text community. This message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp and on point. You would like to receive that message. And why would you not? Text me at the following number, 305-384-6894. And every morning when I send that text out starting tomorrow morning, you asked and you shall receive. Secondly, work on your game That is where you take your next step with me. If you would like to be coached by me, if you would like to get access to my courses, things like bulletproof mindset, selling yourself, communication skills, people skills course, the content machine course, the next mission course, the your body, your health course, the business builder course, and ASAP confidence, 30 days of discipline and 20 other courses that I'm not even mentioning right now. You want to get lifetime access to all of that. Just go to work on your game and just follow what you see on the screen. It'll tell you exactly what to do to get to the next steps. All that said, let's get into this topic. Deion Sanders. Who is Deion Sanders? First of all, Deion Sanders is a former NFL player. He is a Hall of Fame defensive back who then after being a player, he went into some broadcasting and now he is a coach. He coached in college. He has been coaching in college for a few years now. He was coaching at an HBCU, historically black colleges and university of Jackson State in Mississippi. Then he recently, in this past, this current offseason from when I'm recording this, he got hired at the University of Colorado, which is basically in, he leveled up from his previous job to this job. So he advanced in his career to this job at the University of Colorado. And I'm going to explain what happened here. And what happened is Dion made some statements when he was being interviewed about the types of players that he likes to recruit to his team. Now, I'm going to share what he said. We're going to get into the context of it. And even if you are not a sports fan, even if you don't play football and couldn't even explain how football works, you should still listen to this episode. Why? Because I'm going to explain to you some principles that everyone needs to understand or you need to be reminded of if you already understand them. Full disclosure. Before I even go any further, as a young athlete growing up, Dion was probably my first favorite athlete. I had some athletes that I like. I like people like Michael Jordan, for example, but I like Dion before I like Michael Jordan. Because before I played basketball, Michael Jordan sport, I played baseball and a little bit of football. I know Dion played professional baseball and football. He was way better at football than he was at baseball. He's pretty good at baseball. He made the pros. But he was the first athlete that was my favorite athlete. And again, I eventually went to basketball, but I always loved Dion's style, even when I moved on to basketball. And he was great at what he did. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame in the NFL. And many people put him as one of the best defensive backs of all time in the sport. However, do not be confused into thinking that this means that I cannot objectively assess Dion and what he says and or what he does on this very show. You have heard me talk about friends of mine, family members, my parents, my sister, all in ways in which they may not have all taken positively, even though I have affinity for those people. So I say that to say this. 
just because I like somebody or I have affinity for them or even love them does not mean that I am incapable of being objective about them and or their actions. All right, this is the reason why I do what I do for a living. All right, this is the reason why I'm a coach. Because I can like you, love you, but still tell you straight up the truth and real to your face. And we're going to do that regarding Deion Sanders here today, even though I'm not talking to his face. So let's get into it. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, we are asking the question, is Deion Sanders wrong? Now, I may break this up into two parts, but I think I might be able to stuff it all into one episode. Let's see. Point number one. Let's get into what Deion Sanders actually said so y'all understand the context of why this is even a topic. So Deion was speaking to his friends at the NFL Network where he used to work before he got into coaching. He used to be on the NFL Network, so they were interviewing him. And because in this offseason, when he got hired for the Colorado job, it was a big deal because Colorado's football program has kind of been on the downswing for a while. They've been losing for several years. They were the worst team in their conference last season. So he hired Deion Sanders to give them a kind of like a shot in the arm, getting a jolt of energy. And it drew a lot of attention because Dion is a guy who he's very good at drawing attention. This guy draws eyeballs. Now he's been recruiting a whole bunch of talented players. He's bringing some very talented players with him from his previous job to his current job in college sports, where it used to be back in the day, if you transferred schools, you had to sit out a year as part of the transfer process. But nowadays, players don't have to sit out anymore. You can transfer from school A to school B. You don't have to sit out at all. So basically, you can just swap teams. You can swipe left, swipe right for any team you want to play for in the college world, similar to how it is in the NBA. So Dion has got a bunch of talented players coming to Colorado. We don't know if they're actually going to be good and win as a team, but he's bringing a whole lot of talent in. So he's drawing a lot of attention. He was being interviewed by his people at the NFL Network, and they asked him, Dion, what kind of players do you want to recruit to your teams? That's a good question to ask a coach. Dion said the following, quote, I'm reading the quote. This is where everything started. So listen closely. Quote, we want smart, fast, tough, disciplined with character. Quarterbacks are different. With a quarterback, we want mother and father, dual parents. We want that kid to be a 3.5 plus GPA. He's got to be smart. He can't make bad decisions off the field. He has to be a leader of men. There are so many different attributes of what we look for. We would love a coach's son as quarterback. That's what we look for in quarterbacks. Dion continued, for offensive linemen, we look for dual parent homes with a strong father that they adhere to. They also need to be smart, have a 3.3 GPA, be tough and physical. Defensive line is totally the opposite. Single mother on free lunch, and he's just trying to make it. He's trying to rescue mama. I want him to just go get it. We know and we go get it. Close quote. That is Dion's statement. That's what he said when he was talking to his people on the NFL Network. Now, I want to be clear here to give some context to this, some flesh to his quote, is that when he was saying these things, especially when he got into talking about the defensive lineman, when he talked about, well, we want let me go back to what he said. For a defensive lineman, it's totally different. We're looking for a single mother. I heard him. I saw the video of him saying this. So I think this quote might be a little bit off because I got this from a different site. I heard him say baby mama. He said, I'm looking for a defensive lineman whose mother is a baby mama, i.e. he's looking for a defensive lineman who didn't have a father at all. So this guy might have missed a few meals growing up, as we say. So he's a little bit hungrier simply because uh, he didn't have as stable of a home life and may not have had as much guidance at home, but he wants that young man on his defensive line. And I'm going to interpret what all of that means as we get into this conversation. Now, as he was saying these things, again, it was kind of like an offhand shooting the breeze conversation he was having with his NFL network guys. Dion has a certain style where he can kind of get away with talking like this and people are not taking it deathly seriously. But there were some people who did. And that's why we're talking about this here today. And people were laughing. The guys on the network on TV, they're laughing while he's saying these things about the baby mama on free lunch. You know, he's just trying to get it. So I want you, before we go any further, 
before I would get into point number two, I want you, listener, to individually and objectively assess what you just heard and tell me if you think there is anything wrong, interesting, or alarming about any of what Dion said. And as we get into point number two, I'm going to tell you why this became controversial and what my thoughts are. So if you need to pause this to give yourself some time to think, go ahead and do so. But I'm moving right into point number two. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is, is Deion Sanders wrong? Many people, specifically those in the black community, specifically people from the black community, not the whole community, but people from the black community and those who position themselves as advocates, quote unquote, of the black community, whatever that means, and many very talented football players who are also black. And because Dion was just coaching at an HBCU, which is, again, all black players before he took the job at Colorado, many of those people took exception to what Dion said. They took exception to these statements. Of course, they took just the two minute clip that was taken out of context, didn't bother with the rest of the interview, which would have came and went had he not laid all these things out. But they took exception to it. Nonetheless, they felt that Dion, by saying what he said, they felt that Dion was pushing stereotypical ideas about the black community, even though Dion never mentioned race in his statements. He did not. That's just a black and white fact. He did not. He never mentioned race in his statement. And single parent households are so prevalent in the black community, it appeared that Dion was in a way filtering out in his statement certain types of black kids for certain jobs simply because they don't have both parents at home. So he said on his offensive line and at quarterback, he wanted kids who had two parents at home. So since there are so many black kids growing up who don't have two parents at home, he is basically saying, hey, black kid, if you don't have two parents at home, you can't play quarterback or offensive line for me. But hey, you could play defensive line. Now, he didn't mention all the other positions in football, but he only mentioned those three positions in this particular clip that drew so much attention. Now, as far as what Dion was doing, is he, let me, this is the question I'm going to ask and I'm going to answer it. Is Dion filtering out certain players for jobs based on their backgrounds and home upbringing, assuming that he actually adheres to these things that he's saying, which is questionable simply because Dion's own son is right now his quarterback. It was his quarterback at Jackson State is going to be, according to Dion, his quarterback at Colorado. His own son is the result of a there was a marriage, him and his son's mother, but they got divorced. They're not together anymore. So does that count as a two parent household? I don't know. I don't know what Dion's rules are for those contingencies. But many people brought that up. Well, look, dude, your own son doesn't have two parents technically right now because you and a mom are not even together. But the whole point is, let's just forget about that. We'll come back to that. Maybe. Is Dion filtering people out based on their upbringing and based on their background? The answer is, of course, he is, because that's what he said. Now, whether he actually does this every time, I don't know. But let's just assume that he does. Let's assume that everything that he said he was serious about, that he does not want a quarterback who comes from a single parent home. He doesn't want an offensive lineman who doesn't have a father at home that he adhered to. Let's assume that he's serious about that, okay? Because he said that, and we'll assume that that's true. The question is not whether or not he's doing it, all right? Because that's not really the thing, because he's the coach, he's in charge, he can do what he wants. I mean, he's in charge of the program. As long as he's in charge of the program, he can do whatever he wants. He can recruit whatever players he wants. He ignore whatever players he wants. Isn't this the whole argument that people made during the whole COVID situation, during every other situation when some company where some person who is in charge, they made some decision that some people might have looked at and said, well, that's not a right thing to do based on your own personal criteria. A lot of people throughout this whole private company thing, well, that's a private company. They can do what they want. They're in charge. They can hire who they want. They can fire who they want. They can make the rules how they see fit. Well, this is exactly what Dion is doing. He is, as the coach of that football team, as long as he's in charge, he is in essence, in spirit, he is a private company where he can choose who he wants to bring into his organization, which is that football program for as long as he's in charge of the football program. So if it's not wrong, then then why is there an issue with it now? That's a question I'm just going to let sit in the air for anyone to address if they wish. But the question is not whether or not it's a fair thing to do, because it is fair. And I believe 
It's a smart thing to do. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm also going to tell you why many people in the black community made a lot of noise about being upset about this, or at least they claim to be upset about this. And I don't think they're really upset about it. We'll get into that as well, because all of this figures in together. Let's move on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is, is Deion Sanders wrong? I already told you what people claimed he was wrong about, and I'm going to explain why I believe what I believe about it. Point number three, what Deion Sanders is doing and saying what he said is he's saying the, the quiet part out loud, which many people, whether you agreed or disagreed with him, agree to this point that he said the quiet part out loud. But he's doing the same thing that all of us do every single day. What is that? Deion is profiling. That's what he's doing. He's profiling. I profile people. You profile people. People profile you and me every single day. We all do a whole lot of profiling every single day. What is profiling? Profiling is you having a certain set of ideas about how certain people from certain places and or with certain attributes and certain ways of presenting themselves conduct themselves in certain ways. You have preconceived notions about people based on the way they present themselves or where they're from or who they are. And you adjust your actions and behaviors according to those beliefs. Some people may call these unconscious biases. If you remember a couple of years ago, there was a Starbucks situation where there were a couple of black guys in a Starbucks in downtown Philadelphia. They were sitting in the Starbucks. They didn't order anything. And then one of the Starbucks employees tried to throw the guys out. They wouldn't leave. They called the cops. The cops came and basically kicked those guys out of the Starbucks. It became this big news story. Starbucks got a whole lot of heat for this because this was during the summer of social justice. They shut down Starbucks stores for an entire day to, quote unquote, retrain their staff on these unconscious biases, which is kind of impossible. You can't really train this out of people because it's hardwired in us. And I'll explain that more in a second. So who knows what Starbucks did that one day, but retraining people or getting this out of them, they did not do that. What they did, I don't know. Any of you works at Starbucks, you can let me know. But they didn't train a hardwiring out of a human being. You can't do that in one day at work and you can't do it no matter how hard anybody wags their finger at you to do it. But anyway, what I'm talking about is profiling slash having an unconscious bias or a conscious bias. What Dion was putting out was a conscious bias. And there's nothing wrong with being biased, folks. All of you are biased about certain things. Again, everybody has certain biases in certain ways about certain things that are already hardwired into your brain that maybe you couldn't articulate them, but you do have them, whether you want to admit it or not. So again, there's nothing wrong with having them as a matter of how you're using them, who accuses you of being wrong for having them. And are you willing to say the quiet part out loud? That's the only thing that Dion is under fire for or came under fire for. He didn't really come under fire. He just had a bunch of noise on social media is really what this was. We can't even call that under fire anymore because now people make noise on social media just to draw attention to themselves. It's not even about the actual issue. But again, let's move on. Let's continue on our point here. If you are a female, for example, and you're walking down a dark street at night and you see three young men with hoodies on their heads walking in your direction, they're coming in your way. You're going towards their way. Do you walk straight through them or do you look for an opportunity to cross the street or go somewhere that has much better lighting? Most of you will probably take the opportunity to cross the street or find somewhere with better lighting. Why is that? What were those men doing? Maybe they were just cold. All right. Maybe they weren't going to do anything to you. But because of your unconscious bias, because of your profiling and looking at assessing yourself and assessing that situation, you said it might be better for me to just go over here. Does that make you wrong? Does that make you negative? Does that make you a hater of men? Does it make you racist if they're a different race than you? Well, if they're the same race, does that mean you hate your own race? It doesn't mean any of those things. It means you're just making a value judgment based on the situation and based on what you know about yourself and what you have seen in your life and what you believe that maybe it'll be a better situation for me to go there instead of staying here. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, it's an unconscious bias. Unconscious bias is not necessarily a negative thing. People throw these phrases out as if they're negative when they are simply neutral. It's the way we choose to look at them that makes them negative or positive. If you even have to think about what you would do in that situation, ladies, all right, that's profiling. 
because you are profiling those men and you're profiling yourself and you're making a decision. If you're a hiring manager working at a company or you're a boss, you're doing a job interview and somebody comes in for an interview. Do you look at how clean their clothes are, whether their hair is done or not? If they have scuff marks on their shoes, do you notice these things? If they have food in their teeth, do you notice these things? If so, you're profiling because those things matter, even though they may have nothing to do with this person's competence at you know, using Google Docs and answering emails for you. But you're checking if their clothes are clean when they come into a job interview. What does it have to do with their ability to work a computer? Nothing. But you're profiling anyway. When you go to a job interview, any of you has ever been interviewed for a job or you go on a date, do you take extra time to make sure you look good in the mirror before you go and actually meet that person who's going to be hiring you or the person that you're going on a date with? Of course you do. Why is that? Because you're profiling yourself. Because you know that you want to put your best foot forward because the better you present yourself, or at least in your eyes that you're presenting yourself, the better the chances that things go the way you want them to go in that interaction. All right. That's profiling. Is there anything wrong with that? Last time I checked, there wasn't. And here's the thing. If there is, then we're all wrong because we all do it and we all do it every single day. This is profiling. If you've ever hired anyone, any of you has ever hired somebody and you were just going through applicants, have you ever looked through a whole bunch of applications and resumes of people who wanted the job that you had put out there? And just crossed off some resumes and threw some in the garbage based on certain things that you knew meant this was a sign of a person that you didn't want. Has any of you ever done this? Meaning you didn't even go to heaven. You didn't even call this person in for an interview. You just looked at their email or their whatever they had to submit to show that they were a candidate for your job or their resume and said, no, 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 no. Just went through them and just crossed them out without even giving it much thought or even figuring out anything deeper about that individual. Has any of you ever done that? Of course you have. Any of you ever use a dating app and you're just swiping through people and you are just looking at a photo, just one photo of a person and deciding no, 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 no. Everybody's done that. If you use a dating app before you've done that, what is that? That's profiling because you know what you want and you know what you don't want. You didn't go deep to find out that person's character, that they were a good person. You didn't judge them on the content of their character as Martin Luther King dreamed about. You judge them by what you saw on the surface. You judge the book by its cover. So Martin Luther King is still dreaming because we are still judging people by what we see on the surface, not by the content of their character. And again, this ain't a Deion Sanders thing. This is a human being thing because there's no one listening to my voice right now who does not do this. You have done it. You do it right now and you will do it tomorrow. Every single person. This is profiling. It is conscious bias and we all do it. We are all guilty of it. Only thing Deion Sanders did was articulate it. Point number four. Today's topic, once again, is Deion Sanders wrong? Number four, people, especially the black folks who made noise about not liking what Deion said. Again, I don't think they were really mad. They just made noise about being mad. They don't actually have a problem with profiling. The people who are mad about this Deion thing or had some issue or raised their voice about Deion thing, they're not really mad about what Deion actually said. They're not. They just have a problem when the profiling happens to go against a group that they claim to either be a part of and or are advocating for. That's really the thing. So this is all a show. That's what this is. This is all a show. And I've talked about this, and especially when the topic is race and people are putting on this show about being mad about something being done wrong to a certain group. And usually it's black and brown people these days. This is the race hustler. I talked about this person, in episode 1824, the race hustler, who, what, why and what to do about them. If you haven't listened to episode 1824, go to work on your and do so. These are the race hustlers. These are the people who take any subject, whether it is about race or not about race, they make it all about race. And then they argue against something that didn't actually even happen. And then they rile everybody up to their calls. All right. This is exactly that's their process. I just gave you their whole business model. And then they get people to pay them money to do it. These are people on TV. These are people in corporate. These are people working in DEI departments. These are people with TV shows. These are people who write books. 
these are people who I don't know. I don't know. If people are making courses about this stuff, but probably and if not, well, they will be soon. They just have a problem when the profiling happens to go against a certain group that they claim to be advocating for. It's important that you notice the word claim in that sentence, because I discussed these folks in episode 1824. This is just a hustle for them. They are claiming to be mad about these things and making a big scene about it because that draws attention to them and attention can be monetized. And again, that's why it's a hustle. I'm not even knocking their hustle. I've said this before in episode 1824. I was very clear. I'm not knocking the race hustle as hustle. I'm just pointing out their hustle. I just don't want you to be the one getting hustled. Let everybody else get hustled. You don't get hustled by this hustle. All right. These are the folks who make all of their money and draw all of their attention by taking a subject, whether it is tangentially, directly, or at some percentage about race or not at all about race, and they make it about race. They force the conversation to be about race because they can always monetize that subject, especially since 2020, the summer of social justice. You make anything about race, you're going to find somebody who will pay attention to you and or pay you money. This is a business deal for these folks. This is business. And listen, everybody got bills. Or even a race hustler, they got bills too. So again, I ain't mad at them for doing what they got to do to pay their bills. You just got to know the game so that you're not the one getting played. Everybody got what I'm saying here? So for example, I told you these people don't have a problem with profiling. Let me give you an example. Let's say one of these people who made all this noise about why Dion is wrong for putting out these quote unquote black stereotypes when it's not actually a stereotype, when there are a large percentage of black children growing up in families that don't have both parents at home. It's not a stereotype. It's based in actual fact. There are black kids growing up without both parents at home. And that's, he's not, that's not a stereotype. And it, again, Dion didn't say anything about what race they were. He just said he wants two parents at home for the kids that he wants to recruit to his football team. There's nothing wrong with that. And people somehow said, oh, well, you're talking about black people. Okay. Let's just say that he, he had even said black people, even if he did. These same people are so mad about that. Let's say they're sitting somewhere talking about whatever they're talking about. They're discussing Dion and why he's wrong. And some white person walks in a room with a red MAGA, make America great hat on their head, proudly wearing it. And they walk in the room and look right in the face of this person who's so mad about what Dion Sanders said. Let me ask you a question. This person who's mad about Dion, do they make some judgments about that person with that red MAGA hat on before they find out anything about that individual? Of course they do. What assumptions would they make about them? You tell me, you fill in the blank about what assumptions they would make about that person. Would they sit down with that person and have a conversation to find out what that person's about? Or would they roll their eyes at them, say something negative about this person, go get on their social media and maybe video this person and talk about what this person's so terrible, do a segment on their next TV show or podcast episode about how they saw this person and how it made them emotionally upset? What would they do? Would they get mad at the person and throw their food at the person because they got on that hat is pushing these ideas of hate and racism and xenophobia on an individual? Or would they just look at that person and say, all right, well, they got a hat on. I mean, they can wear the hat if they want to. I'm not going to make any judgments about this individual. Would they do that or would they profile that person and make some judgments and then go make some kind of story or some kind of content out of the fact that somehow they face some kind of unrest simply because they saw this person wearing something that they disagree with? You tell me. The whole point is everybody profiles. And nobody has a problem with profiling until or unless they claim to have a problem with it when it goes against somebody they claim to be working for, when they're not really working for you. What they're doing is claiming to work for you because that serves their business model. Everybody's driven by incentives. Everybody's driven by self-interest, folks. When you make judgments about another person based on surface level information, you are profiling. And here's the thing. None of us on a daily basis stops to go deep on most of the things that we make judgment calls about. We don't have time. We don't have space. We don't have the energy. We don't have the mental capacity to go that deep on every single thing that we come across. Therefore, we have to make snap judgments, biased judgments based on our previous experience 
on everything that we come across. And the older we get, the more often we do this because we have more experience to draw on and because we have less time to be going deep on every single thing that somebody does, says, or presents. We got to make choices. We got to make decisions quickly. Malcolm Gladwell wrote a whole book about it. It's called Blink. If you have not read it, B-L-I-N-K, look it up and you should read it. Everybody makes judgments based on surface information. Deion Sanders is doing the same thing. He's saying, I want a quarterback. And again, you're playing quarterback in the NFL. All of you are familiar with the concept of football, right? What does your ability to throw a football to an open wide receiver have to do with whether you had a mother and father at home or you just had your mom or you were raised by your grandma? What does it have to do with anything? Ostensibly, very little. But Deion is in charge and he is making the decision about what kind of people he wants to work with in his organization, which is that football program. I'm going to get into that. So let's move on. Point number five. Today's topic, once again, is Deion Sanders wrong? If we look specifically at what Deion Sanders said, he's looking for a quarterback to be a leader of men. You could say quarterback's most important position in all of team sports, as a matter of fact. It is the most prestigious position in all of team sports is quarterback of a football team. He wants a leader of men, someone to have been in the position who came from a two-parent home. And why does this matter? Now, this is me giving you my interpretation of why Dion said what he said and why he has this thought process. And some people even said, well, I, they think all college coaches think like this, even the white guys. Dion just happened to say it out loud. You know what? I agree. I think a lot of college coaches look at things this exact same way. Dion just happened to say it out loud. Now, do they all do it? I don't think they all do it. I think there are plenty of great quarterbacks who came from single parent homes who are out there. So some coaches will break this rule, but I think a lot of them want the same thing that Dion said. He wants someone who came from a two-parent home because, and he mentioned this phrase, leader of men. I believe he mentioned it for a reason, because he wants a young man who grew up in his formative years being led by another man. In other words, he came home every day and he was subordinate to another man. And he followed the leadership of another man, i.e. his father. And what Dion is saying he doesn't want is someone who has not been led by another man, presumably, because again, this is me interpreting this, by the way. That young man doesn't know what a leader of men looks like because he hasn't had one. All right, he's had to be the leader himself. But he's never been led by another man because his father wasn't around. Here's my question. Is this a fair way to profile people? Well, fair is based on who's in charge and who's making the rules, right? I did a whole episode on this. Let me tell you what episode that was. Episode number 1786, why fighting fair is for losers and idiots. Episode number 613, you've been lied to. Life will never be fair. Episode 2335, fair does not mean the same. Episode 1957, The Ethical Unfair Advantage. Fair is not an objective term. Fair is subjective. Person in charge decides what's fair and what's not. And if you grew up with parents, your parents decided what was fair. Or even if you disagreed, did it matter? <laughs> not really. Or even if you ever had a boss, your boss decides what's fair. Does it matter that you disagreed? Not really. Fair is based on who's in charge, who's making the rules. That's who decides what's fair. Dion is saying he wants a young man who's been led by another man. Now, let's go deeper into that. Why does that matter? So let me put my coach hat on. Let's say I'm a sports coach. I'm not a sports coach, but let's say that I was. Why would I, as a coach, want a quarterback who has already been following the lead of another man for 18 years of his life to come play for me at a college? What does that have to do with his ability to play quarterback? Oh, let me think about that. Here's my answer. Here's my light bulb answer, folks. And you tell me if you have a different answer. Is because when he comes to play for me at my college, again, I just told you, quarterback is the most important position in all the team sports. The quarterback needs to be an extension of the coach, which means the relationship between the quarterback and the coach needs to be very close. And the quarterback needs to understand that he is under the leadership of the coach. The coach is in charge. The quarterback is 
is subordinate to the coach. And he needs to execute on the coach's wishes, and they shouldn't be butting heads too much. Therefore, Dion wants a coach and me other coach. Let's just take Dion out. Let's say Coach Dre. I want a young man who knows what it is like to follow the lead of another man who has more authority than he does so that we don't have any problems in our working relationship. And I'd rather work with someone who has already experienced that for 18 damn years than someone who has never experienced it before. Is that a logical, reasonable thing to expect? I would say yes. What do you think? If somebody has a different answer, let me know. Is that a logical, reasonable thing to expect that if I'm going to have a man following my lead, I'd rather have a man who already knows what it feels like to follow the lead of a man than a man who doesn't? Because the man who doesn't, I got to teach him and show him what it is like to follow the lead of another man. Whereas a man who's already followed somebody's lead, he already knows what it's like. That does not mean that a young man who has never followed another man's lead, i.e. any of you young men listening to this right now who does not have a father at home, that doesn't mean you don't have the ability to be successful. Doesn't mean that you can't go play in college. Maybe you won't play for Dion. You can play for somebody else. There are plenty of colleges out there. Doesn't mean you are a loser. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It's just that in my organization, this is what I want. And when I'm running an organization, I can pick who I want and I can exclude who I want. The same way, ladies who are listening to this, when you're in the dating space, you can pick who you want. You can exclude who you want. Are there any ladies out there who only want to date a guy who's at least six feet tall? I'm sure there are plenty of you listening to this right now. So let me ask you a question. If a five, seven guy is interested in you and you're not interested, are you wrong? Are you doing something wrong? Are you being discriminatory or should you be canceled? Should you be protested against because you're not interested in that man, even though he may be a great guy? In every other way that checks off every other box in your list, he's just not tall enough. Are you wrong for wanting what you want? Of course not. Now, if you announce it out loud, here's what's going to happen. All the guys who are 5'7 and 5'8 and 5'9 could gang up and be mad at you, but that doesn't change the fact that you want what you want. Are you going to apologize for it? Only thing Dion did was say the quiet part out loud. Here's who I want. Here's who I don't want. And there's nothing wrong with that. If someone is not interested in your offering, I'm talking to everybody right now. Someone's not interested in your offering because of their decision to discriminate against you because of your background or or discriminate against you because of where you're from or what things you have done or what things you haven't done. They have a right to that. This is the land of the free home of the brave. People have a right to choose what they want. And if someone does not want you, they just don't want you. And if you're as good as you think you are, then it shouldn't matter because we're in a performance based business. So if you can perform, you're going to get business. Doesn't mean everybody has to give you business. Just mean you got to go find the people who want your business. Right or wrong. Right? I'm a black guy. When I was single walking around, there are girls out there who I might find attractive who say, no, I don't like black guys. Am I supposed to protest against them because and make them want to like black guys just because I'm interested? No, there's nothing wrong with that. If someone wants what they want, that's the situation and shouldn't even think about browbeating them into changing their mind just because you have a different idea. All right, that doesn't make any sense. That's bad business. And it's a it's a bad use of your resources, if nothing else. So as the coach, the person in charge, as the hiring manager, as the person who is choosing, and this could be any of you, as the person who is choosing, you choose what you want. Now, if you choose to compromise on your parameters, that is also your choice. But if you choose not to, that's your choice as well. Moving on to point number six. Today's topic, once again, is Deion Sanders wrong? Number six, are there exceptions to this framework? That's a question. Are there exceptions to this? Of course there are. Almost every rule has exceptions, but here's what you need to understand. Exceptions do not invalidate rules. Exceptions prove rules. Let me say that again. Exceptions do not invalidate rules. Exceptions prove rules. LeBron James, for example, young man, notoriously grew up with a baby mama as a mom, not his baby mama, but his mother was a baby mama. She didn't have a man in her life. I believe 
Last I read, LeBron James didn't even know who his dad was. Never met the man. Did LeBron James become a leader of men? Did he become very successful? All right. I would say yes on both fronts. And there are young men out there who come from two parent homes who are not great leaders. Have we all seen this? We probably have. Maybe you didn't know what kind of home those men came from, but all of us have probably come across men who weren't that great when it came to leadership, but they had two parents at home. So just because you do have this doesn't guarantee this. Just because you don't have it doesn't guarantee that. So yes, there are exceptions to every rule, but that does not disprove the framework. For example, is it true that people who graduate from college generally earn more money over their lifetimes than people who only graduate from high school? I think most of us would agree that that's true. College graduates generally earn more money over the course of their careers than people who only graduate from high school. Now, is it true that there are some people who only graduate high school who end up making more money than their peers who graduated from college? Of course, that's true. Uh, LeBron James, we go right back to him. He only graduated from high school. I don't think he graduated from college. Did he make more money than some of the people he went to high school with who graduated from college? I would think so. Question is, does the rule still generally stand? Yes, it does. That does not mean just because LeBron James didn't go to college and he made a whole bunch of money more than college graduates, that doesn't mean that you should skip college and say, well, LeBron James did it, so I'm going to do the exact same thing. That's an inaccurate formula. Why? Because exceptions don't invalidate rules. They prove rules. The fact that you can point out LeBron James as someone who became wildly successful without a college degree is not reason why you should just pass on going to college. It's more of a reason actually that you should because you can point out the exceptions. See, if you can count out the exceptions, that's more proof that the rule is the rule. I used to tell this to basketball players back in my basketball content days. I would say to basketball players all the time, listen, one of the most important talents you can have as a basketball player is to be tall. This is just what it is. I'm six feet, four inches tall. My father is five, eight. My mom's five, seven. All right. I got lucky. Had the genetic lottery. Right, had I been the average of my parents' height, I would not have become a basketball player. My whole life and career may have been different had I not grown to this height. I told basketball players that. And there would be some basketball players who would hear that and it would hit them where it hurt because they're five, six or five, seven or five, nine. And they would push back against what I had said. And they would tell me something like, well, Dre, Nate Robinson, he was a player in the NBA who was like 5'9". Well, Nate Robinson's 5'9". He's in the NBA. Muggsy Bogues is another guy. He was 5'3", literally 5'3". He was in the NBA. And they would point out these handful of people they can name who were under six feet tall who played in the NBA. And I would push back to them and say, well, mofo, you're actually making my point for me. The fact that you can point out the exceptions is more proof of why what I said is accurate. If you can count the exceptions on your fingers, that's more proof of the rule. You get what I'm saying? This is why some jobs require a college degree. And usually those jobs pay more money than the jobs that only require a high school diploma. And generally speaking, most people are on their way to having a we don't know your name career than you are to having a LeBron James career. All right. The fact that I can point out LeBron James as an exception is more proof of the rule. Everybody get what I'm saying here? Most people ain't going to be as famous as LeBron and they ain't got LeBron's talent and ain't going to have LeBron's jobs. Most people are going to be relatively anonymous. So you should look at what the relatively anonymous person does, not what LeBron James did, if you get what I'm saying here. This is just simple logical thinking. For those of you who are logical thinkers, I'm just reiterating what you already understand. But for those of you who are not, all right, take this as a crash course and keep listening to the show. I'll help you out. The only reason people claim to be upset about the Dion thing or are what we call, we call this fake mad. They're fake mad about it, again, to draw attention to themselves. That has nothing to do with Dion, really. Is because this race hustling job is this the whole gig. Get angry about anything that could possibly involve race, make noise about it, and make it more about race than it actually is. This is literally their business model. Point number seven. Today's topic, once again, is Deion Sanders wrong? Is a question that we are addressing here today. Number seven. In closing, Deion Sanders is one of hundreds of college football coaches at the collegiate level. I don't know how many colleges there are at the, I believe they call this FBS level, 
I'm going to look this up. How many college football programs at the FBS level? So this says, according to Wikipedia, I'm seeing two different answers here. So it looks like I'm seeing three different answers. I'm looking in my search here. So on NCAAsports.org, they say, or FCS or FBS. I don't remember which one is which. Uh, I believe it's the FBS. Okay, so I'm seeing 125, 129. I'm seeing 133, and I see 131. So let's just say it's 120 plus. Let's just go with that number. There are 120 plus colleges at the highest level of college football. What they used to call D1, now they change it to FBS and SCS, and I get it mixed up. I don't follow football that closely, but whatever. Let's just say there's 120 of them. All right, so if Dion doesn't want you because you only have your mom at home and you don't know your dad, and you're a great quarterback. Well, look, go to one of the other 120 schools that need a quarterback. Is that the only option you got is going to Colorado? I doubt it because that's a Division One college. So you can't go D2. You go D1, you go D2. If you go D1, you don't have to go to that school. You go to a different school, right? And I bet that Deion Sanders himself, if he sees a talented enough player on the offensive line or at quarterback that doesn't fit the framework that he laid out on the NFL network and his quotes there, I guarantee you he'll probably recruit that player anyway. Let's say he comes across a player who's as talented as he is as he was, rather, at playing quarterback, as he was at playing defensive back, and they don't have a father at home, Dion might say, you know what? Yeah, I know I had those things I said on NFL Network, but no, this player's so good, I'm going to take him anyway. I bet he probably would. Why? Because in college sports, recruiting is the name of the game. Right? You ain't got no talent, you ain't winning. I don't care how good of a coach you are. I'm sure he would break that framework and make an exception for a player who is talented enough. As again, what I just say, the exceptions prove the rule. This is how life works, everybody. This is how life works. There are hundreds of colleges out there that if you're a great quarterback from a single parent home, you go play there if Dion doesn't want you. Okay, if he won't break his rule for you, he don't think you're that good to break the rule for you go play for somebody else. All right. Life goes on. And remember that we're in a performance based business, folks. If you are a good enough performer, it doesn't matter if one person profiles you as not being qualified for them or 100 people profile you for not being good enough for them. There are 8 billion people on the planet. If your performance is as good as you believe it is then it doesn't matter what any individual person thinks because your performance will prove them wrong and you will get the opportunity that you want based on your ability to perform. That's the game that we're in. Any of you haven't heard my episodes on performance-based business, let me direct you to that. And where is it? Performance. Well, we talk about performance. Let me give you a few episodes on performance. As a matter of fact, episode 1930, KPIs, we talk about key performance indicators, how to measure your work. Episode 1034, performance is only half the job. Episode 780, get your performance up. Episode number 503, practicing your peak performance mindset. Episode number, I will keep it there. And I'll give you the episode on results-based business was episode number 1443. We are in a results business and a performance business. You perform to produce results. You produce results, you get rewards. And the rewards are whatever you want. When you produce results, you can name your rewards. So whatever you want. Money, fame, attention, happiness, likes, comments, subscribers, followers, whatever you want. When you perform and produce results, you write the check. They don't write the check. You write the check. You get them to sign. Your performance will prove anyone wrong who has profiled you in what you consider to be a negative way. So just go out there and do your job. And to all the race hustlers out there who, again, try to turn every situation to be something about race, even when it is only tangentially about race or not at all about race. All right, they're going to keep hustling. They're not going to stop hustling. Again, I'm just trying to save you all from getting hustled. Let's recap today's class, which is the question is, is Deion Sanders wrong? Uh, I told you who he was and that he made some comments on the NFL network that drew attention. I wouldn't even say it got him in hot water because I don't think he even addressed it again. But what he said was we want 
from the quarterback position, we want people with a mother and father at home, 3.5 GPA, offensive line looking for something similar, but defensive line is okay. If he's trying to rescue mama, he had a single mom at home and no, not, no father in his life. He wants that person simply because he is framing it as this person's a little bit hungrier, a little bit nastier. And at that position, he wants something different than what he wants at the quarterback position. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And based on subjective reasoning, I didn't even talk about this in the episode, based on subjective reasoning, Dion being a former professional football player, being that he's been in the locker rooms, being that he's been a coach, I would bet that his subjective reasoning allows him to say, you know what, I've seen enough players at these positions to know what generally works and what generally does not work. That doesn't mean there are not exceptions, but as a general idea, I think he has enough subjective experience to make the comments that he's making. And anyone who can look at the situation objectively can say, all right, this guy's seen enough that he does have he does have a reason to make those decisions. Now, maybe he'll end up being wrong. Maybe times have changed from his days and when he was playing back in the 90s and early 2000s. But he has a reason to have that framework. There is a logical, legitimate reason for him to have that way of thinking. And people want to reject that because, again, they want to move the conversation to something that they can be right about, which is, again, all part of their hustle. Point number two, many people took exception to what Dion said because they felt like he was filtering out certain types of people. Well, that's exactly what he's doing. And there's nothing wrong with people doing that. Point number three, what Dion is doing is the same thing that we all do. We call it profiling, or some of you may call it unconscious bias. You may even call it a conscious bias. Nothing wrong with being biased. Uh, We're all biased in certain ways. I'm going to do business with somebody. I'm looking for certain things on the surface. And if I don't see those things on the surface, I'm not going to go deeper to find out more about you. So you got to get your presentation together so that you're presenting yourself in such a way that the things that you show on the surface make people want to know more about you. And if you don't have those things in place, it's not that person's fault for not being interested in you. It's your fault for not presenting the right things that made them want to pay attention to you. We are in a performance and a results-based business. And the way you present yourself determines whether or not you even get a chance to perform. This matters, everybody. Any works in corporate, any kind of governmental space, any kind of bureaucratic area, you know that this is a real thing. All right, this is not some theoretical thing. This is a real thing. So those of you who don't work in those spaces or you don't know anybody who's been in those spaces, go talk to one of them so they can wake you up and let you know that this is not a fantasy world. People judge you on your appearances. So if you want to be judged positively, work on your appearance. <laughs> the way that you show up and the way you present yourself matters. And nobody's wrong for judging you based on how you show up. You don't like how you're being judged. You need to look in the mirror, not out the window. Point number four. People, especially the black folks who made noise about not liking what Dion said, don't have a problem with profiling. It's got a problem with the profiling goes against the group they claim to be supporting. Allegedly. Again, if a person walked in a the room, these same race hustlers had a person walk in a room with a, a Donald Trump MAGA hat on, they will profile that person immediately. So they clearly don't have a problem with profiling. It's just a matter of who's being profiled. And number five, we look specifically at what Deion Sanders said. He's looking for a quarterback as a leader of men. Why would he want to do that? Again, stepping into Deion's shoes, I'm assuming he wants a person who has been led by other men. So that, first of all, he knows how to lead men. And secondly, so he can be led because Dion's the one in charge. Quarterback ain't in charge. Dion's in charge. So he wants a young man who has been led by a grown man before. So that when Dion leads this young man, that young man does not bristle at leadership because he's used to having a man tell him what to do. You get it? Point number six. Are there exceptions to this framework? Yes, there are. LeBron James, for example, didn't have a father at home, became a pretty good leader of men and a very successful individual. I'm sure plenty of men who had both parents at home that didn't become great leaders and not that successful. So are there exceptions? Yes, there are. That does not mean that the general rule does not still apply. College graduates make more money than high school graduates. That doesn't mean you should pass on college just because you think you could be the exception who makes more money not going to college. I'm not saying that means you should go to college necessarily. There may be other factors that factor into the situation, of course, but I'm assuming that you're intelligent enough to understand that without me having to spell out every single word here. So number seven, 
In closing, Dion's one of hundreds of college football coaches. So if you're a young man right now coming from a home with a single mom and no dad, and you think Dion is ruling you out, you can either A, be such a good performer that Dion makes an exception to his rules, or B, if Dion doesn't want you because of that, go play somewhere else. If you're good enough to be looked at by Dion, you're good enough to be looked at by somebody else and prove him wrong. And then you can let him know when you get inducted into the Hall of Fame, hey, Dion, you should have recruited me back in college because even though I didn't have a dad at home, I still became a great person and a leader of men. Remember, we're in a performance and a results-based business. You produce results, you write your own ticket. doesn't matter what somebody else says. All that said, text me. Tell me the best idea you got from this episode. Or if it was completely terrible and I got everything wrong, you can tell me that too. Here's my number, 305-384-6894. And work on your game, University. You want to get a real-life education? You like what you heard in this episode? You want to get a real-life education so you can start applying it to the things that you're doing so you are not out here running around thinking that you're living in some kind of Sesame Street cartoon world where things are supposed to go a certain way that somebody told you in kindergarten and you want to learn how it really goes and how you can apply it in such a way to help you make money in your business? I'll help you do that. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number. 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.